is the Big Church Podcast. Good morning to everybody joining us online. You know, this past week, I prayed all week that we would not just be hearers of the word that we heard last week, but that we would be doers, that we would be in the city carrying our influence. So I need to tell you about a story where your pastor didn't pass the test. So we took our SEU students for their retreat that celebrated last year and then the beginning of this next semester. And we were surprising them and we were gonna go intertubing down the Buffalo River. So we drove three and a half hours to get there from Louisville, Kentucky. We had a reservation and we show up and they like had this, um, this screen across the porch that said, we are closed. The porch is closed. And I'm like, huh. So I just walk back through there and I was like, good morning. We're here to raft. And they said, oh, did you have a reservation? Because we're not going out on the river today. And I was like, come again? What? We are not going out on the river? She said, yeah, I was just getting ready to call all the people with a reservation. I was like, we drove from Louisville, Kentucky. And so I just go ahead and I don't say have a nice day or anything. I turn around and I walk down the stairs and the owner says, hey, thanks for thinking of us. Hopefully you'll come back again. And I didn't even acknowledge And so we get in the car, and we're about not even two miles up the road, and the Holy Spirit convicted me. Didn't you just preach last Sunday to be in the city and loving like Jesus loved? And I was like, I'm sorry, Jesus. And all the students that were in the car with me was like, wow. Uh, I was so heartbroken that I didn't preach or that I didn't live what I preached. And so my prayer all week is, Lord, just help us to be doers of what you taught us. Last week, I shared two areas of influence, and they were, say it with me, city and crowd. Church, you guys, more church is more than the crowd. Sunday is not our church. We have community prayer the first Wednesday of the month, and we have Louisville Serve Days every three months, and beginning in September, we will have crews every single week. All of these activities are how we implement what God called every single one of us to do in the Great Commission, and that is to make disciples, to have them baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to train them up to walk this Christian walk. And I'll be the first to say, even as a pastor, it's not easy. So we can't do it alone. This week, I want to teach on the last two areas of influence that Jesus modeled for us, and that's crew and core. Before we get into the word today, can we just go to the Lord in prayer? Father, we come to you today. God, we're excited that you are commissioning us. You are challenging us to be more than just somebody who shows up on a Sunday. But you are wanting us to go into the highways and the byways and compel them to have a relationship with you. Today, God, I know 
because you did it to me. You are going to step on our hearts. You are going to step on our toes. You are not calling us out, but you're calling us up, and we're here for it. We love you today, and help us to receive the word that you've given me today in Jesus' name. All right, so the third C is crew, and I want to read to you from the book of Luke, chapter 6, and I'm going to begin reading in verse 12. I'm going to read from the Message Bible because I love the way that it, it portrayed it. It said, at about that same time, he climbed a mountain to pray. He was there all night in prayer before God. The next day, he summoned his disciples. Say, his disciples. From them, he selected 12 he designated as apostles. You see, Jesus gathered a large group, but he discipled the 12 apostles. He knew he couldn't effectively disciple the crowd, so he chose 12 men that he did life with, that he poured his life into, who he taught and who he coached so that they could learn to do what he did with them with others. And Jesus, you know, let me just tell you, he didn't choose the like coolest cats in, around. He didn't choose the most holy men. He chose people who would follow him. They dropped everything to follow Jesus. Pastor Rich and I, we have talked a lot this past year and we've poured our lives into crews because we know we cannot effectively disciple 425 to 50 people on a Sunday morning. So we have selected crew leaders that we're pouring our life into and coaching and teaching and training them so that they can then raise up more disciples. When we follow Jesus' example I promise you, you can and you will impact more people for the kingdom of God. Our little Carolina, she does like a million things around here, but um, she moved to Louisville from Honduras, and their model that they learned, her, her dad is a pastor, and the model that they learned is each one of them chose 12 people to do life with, to pour their life in, to ask the hard questions, to be there to pray, and I like I said last week, this is where the church has missed the mark. We get people here on a Sunday, but then we let them go in out the exact same way that they came in. We need to be people on mission, the Great Commission, teaching people how to live this life. And when we do that, we fight against the fact that there are consumer Christians in the world where they think that church is all about them. And I believe that we need to be helping others more than we need to be showing up on a Sunday saying, hey, today's for me. So let me pose you a question today. If we know that Jesus asks us in the Great Commission, but we walk out with Church being about us, will we hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? 
If we know what Jesus asks us in the Great Commission, but we live our walk where the Lord is with us and it's all about us, will we hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? That's a question I want you to pose with the Lord. For me, I won't hear that. Because I believe the Great Commission is what he commanded every single believer of Jesus to do. Do you know why it's so important to be in a crew? The first reason is so that you know that you belong here. You can get lost in the crowd on a Sunday morning. But when you get together with a group, a small group of people, you're going to know, hey, I fit here. I belong at this place. Another reason is so you have people you can trust, people you can confide in, people you can be transparent with. Another reason, it keeps you accountable. Your crew leader is going to know if you were at church on Sunday. Your crew leader is going to know because they know you, hey, Leanne's going through something. I'm going to just reach out and say, hey, can I pray for you? about anything? How's your heart? And ask the questions that the pastors may not ever know. And it's also going to be a place where you have people praying for you constantly. You know, um, I trained the, the crew leaders on Friday night and I said, it is imperative that you know what's going on in your crew members' lives. So if somebody's sick, if somebody's having a baby, if somebody's in the hospital or there's a death in the family, please communicate it to the staff leadership and pastors so that we know the next steps. You guys, this is such a big deal, and you may not think it, but that is one of my favorite things about crew because nobody falls through the cracks and feels like, oh, my church doesn't care about me. You know what? Everybody lives this busy lifestyle that we may miss as we're scrolling on social media that there was a, a death in the family or that you're in the hospital. And we don't want anybody falling through the cracks. And neither did Jesus. That's why he raised up those 12 to make a difference and disciple other people. I want to share about one of my crew leaders. She's been a crew leader for three seasons. Her name is Carol Davis, watching from Greenville, Indiana. But um, she took my challenge last season so seriously. She met with her women every single, uh, I think it was Tuesday night. Every Tuesday night, they would go out into the community and have dinner, and they would meet at a place where they studied the word. But I challenged them to empower other leaders. And guess what? Carol took it to heart and she developed three new crew leaders from her crew. That's what this is about. It's not about keeping your little group all the time. It's about empowering others to fulfill the great commission. Ecclesiastes 4.12 says, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer, and three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken, and that's what crew does for you. After researching why so many people 
walk out, walk away from the church or leave a church to go to another one. The one common denominator. Now, there in each blog I read and the research that I did, there were multiple different reasons. But one common thread through all of that is people didn't feel connected. And I just wonder... If we don't feel connected to God's people, does that cause a disconnect between God? Because we're to do life together. So um, unashamedly, I'm doing a plug for next Sunday. Out in the lobby, we will have a crew expo. You can meet crew leaders. You can find out all the crews that are available. And it's a way that I'm challenging you to sign up and get connected. The fourth C is core. Listen, Jesus didn't just stick with his 12, but he tightened his his posse a little bit more to three men that were his confidants. In Luke 8:51, he said when they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone to go in except Peter, James, and John. And then the little girl's father and mother. And in Matthew 17, 1, it says six days later, Jesus took Peter and the two brothers, James and John, and led them up to a high mountain to be alone. And as the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed so that his face shone like sun and his clothes became white as light. All of them didn't get to experience what the three got to experience. Only they, Peter, James, and John, got to see the transfiguration of Jesus. And then Jesus also only took Peter, James, and John to the Garden of Gethsemane before he would be crucified. You see, not everyone can go where you're going. Unapologetically go with your core. You have got to be so clear that not everybody that hangs with you is for you. So go with the ones that you've prayed about and God puts in your circle. We can't and you shouldn't tell everything to everybody. But you do have to have those confidants that you can go to, that you trust, that aren't going to walk away, that aren't going to go share your stuff, and they're not leaving you no matter what. They're going to stand in the gap, and they're going to pray for you. And the truth is, not everyone can go where you're going. Pastor Rich said that a few weeks ago, and the last time Pastor Brandon preached, he said, who is in your boat? Because it matters. It matters the people you surround yourself with. One of the things that I learned a long time ago is you become like the five people you hang out with. So if you're hanging with negative Nancys, guess what, baby? You're going to be a negative Nancy. If you hang out with people that eat nothing but junk food and garbage, guess what you're going to do? You're going to be eating nothing but garbage junk food and garbage. That's why, I mean, I have this love-hate relationship with some of the girls around here because they eat so stinking healthy all the time, and I'm like, ugh, I might want, like, some chips and salsa someday or something like that that's not good. I don't crave sweets. 
thank you, Jesus, I crave carbs, um, which are still not good. That turns into sweets, right? We just had that conversation. But it matters who you hang with. So how do we influence? The first way is encourage people everywhere you go. God opens doors with encouragement. Encouragement is the currency of heaven. People love to be encouraged and lifted up. Find ways to speak it into people's lives and begin to add value to them and their life. Don't always talk about yourself, but ask a lot of questions so that you can get to know others so that you can add value to them. I want you to try that this week. We all go to lunch after church. Try it with your waiter or waitress. Try it with the person checking you out at the grocery. To the people around you, your neighbors, your coworkers. I got to hang out on my stoop um, Thursday night. Yes, Thursday night with my neighbors. And I just was talking to the guy who, uh, I, I hope you're watching today, Dylan. Dylan has more energy than anybody I know. He's like, ah! all the time. And I just, you know, where it might bother other people, I was just like, I love your energy. I love your passion. And I was encouraging him and adding value to his life. I dare say, when people do that to me, I like leave feeling with a little pep in my step. The second way is to invite. I said this last week with the crowd. Let's invite. Be fishers of men because we want to cast a big net and not to get them to church because church won't matter. It's Jesus that matters and he's here. I want to tell you a story. Pastor Rich a few weeks ago preached a message and and um at the end, we challenged people to invite some friends to come with them. And Stephanie and Bruce Chef, they didn't just invite friend. They invited three families. And those three families came once, and they were here the three following weeks before we went back online. And I, gar- I guarantee you they'll be back next week in, in person. And the last way, the third way, is lead by example. Live the Great Commission. Get in a crew and do life with people. I love seeing crews hang together outside of their crew night. I love that. I love walking into a restaurant and seeing three people having breakfast or coffee. or That is doing life with people. Having those conversations. And like I said, you are going to have an opportunity next week to get into a crew. We've got 19 crews for this season, and it's anything from Financial Peace University. We're also having a sports crew for the guys that are like, I don't know about all that sitting around sharing your emotions. So here's a sports crew. We've got a big kids crew, tons of women's crews, single moms, men's groups. We've got something for the whole family. And I hope you will not let the enemy give you an excuse not to show up and not to sign up the next two weeks. Another way that you can lead by example is to serve. We can't say Servant leadership is our identity if we don't serve. 
You guys, that is one of the core values around here. Servant leadership is our identity. It's who we are. We want to be Jesus who says, hey, this isn't about me, but I'm going to reach down and I'm going to wash the feet of my disciples. Too many times we complain about church instead of being the solution. And I'm just here to tell you today, if you're complaining and not being a part of the solution, you're part of the problem. I believe like never before, it's time to quit looking to this person and that person and others and look to the perfect example who is Jesus and begin to do what he did. He led us in the model of how we should build people and the church. First, we go to the city. Second, we're a part of the crowd, that Sunday morning church. And then we are a part of a crew. We are being discipled, and we're choosing to disciple others. And then the last, get connected with a core. Two or three people that are your confidants, that will pray for you, that will share scripture with you, that will not leave you, will not walk away, will you can trust them. Gang, Matthew 9. 37 says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I believe that Louisville or whatever city you're watching from online, your city, Louisville, is ripe for revival. But it's going to take us doing what Jesus did and stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, this isn't about me. It's about fulfilling what Jesus asked in the great commission. So let's become a worker in this great harvest in these last days. Amen. Let me pray for you. Father, we come to you today. God, we're excited that you've challenged us with the Great Commission, that you aren't going to let us sit back and wait for your return. No, God, you want us to be a part of the workers in your harvest. So I pray today that every single person was challenged to come out of their comfort zone, to do what you've called them to do, because, God, we know there's no growth in our comfort zone. Lord, for anybody who's far from you right now, whether they're in this room or they're watching online, would you just hover over their heart during this last song? And will you just pull them back into a relationship with you or pull them into a relationship with you for the very first time? And Lord, let them know that that's not the end. There are next steps. They need to be baptized. That They need to get connected. They need to be discipled, God, so that they can be raised up to be a discipler for you. Jesus, we love you. And today, we say with a resounding yes, we are here for what you've called us to. We love you. In Jesus' name. Now listen, if you accepted the Lord and got in a relationship with him, would you let us know in the link below? We want to connect with you. We want to give you your next steps. We want to get you in the doors, in a crew, and finding your core. We love you. Have a good week. Join us as we sing. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. 
We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.